You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about tendinitis. So a tendon typically is a structure that links a bone to a muscle, where a ligament is a structure that links a bone to a bone. Um, But typically, people refer to the front of the knee as having the patellar tendon and the quadriceps tendon, where in actuality, the patellar tendon is actually a ligament. Um, But essentially, it functions as this structure that we know or call the extensor mechanism. And it's because it's that system of bones and ligaments and tendons and muscles, which allow you to straighten your leg. Think of it as a pulley system. So if you had a, a pail of water over the edge of a cliff, and you had a rope attached to that pail, and you were trying to pull this pail of water up, it's quite hard because the rope is dragging over the corner of this cliff. But if you put a little pulley system out there, and that's sort of the function of your kneecap, that it pushes this tendinous unit forward, and it gives it a smooth gliding surface, that it makes the function better and easier. And that's what allows you to straighten your leg, walk, and you know kick a ball. But occasionally, you can injure these. Now, the worst case scenario would be a complete rupture or tear. Uh, and that can happen traumatically if you get hit. Uh, or sometimes from an excessive force if you're jumping off of something hard and come down. Um, And what can happen is you can actually tear and rip the quadriceps tendon off the top of the kneecap. That's its most common location where it will tear. The only way to fix that is surgery. Um, And coincidentally, you can also tear the patellar tendon or patellar ligament, and that most commonly comes off the bottom of the kneecap, but it can tear in the middle or off the shin bone and again, requires surgery. Now, more commonly, we see these patellar tendon or patellar ligament tears in younger individuals and the quadriceps tendon in older individuals. And that's just due to age and the blood supply and the changes that can occur. But more frequently, I see a lot of people that have what we would call tendinitis. And what that is, is an inflammation of the tendon. And commonly, it comes from a couple things. And most common, it's overuse. So, If somebody increases their exercise too soon or too fast and goes for a long walk, or maybe they're working out at the gym and they add too much weight too soon, too fast, without enough rest days, they can develop this inflammation in the tendon. And that can actually lead to these microscopic little partial tears, and that then will cause pain. So when will they notice the pain? Well, typically, they'll notice it any time that they use that tendon. So especially going downstairs, we put a lot of force on those units, standing up out of a chair, off the toilet, uh, all of those things require force and that tendon. So what some people will start to do is they'll start to splint that leg and they'll favor their good leg. They'll walk with the leg more peg-legged because if you keep the knee straight, you actually don't load the tendon or the muscles as much. So you may not notice the pain and you'll change the way that you get out of 
a car or go to, go down the stairs because you're trying to avoid that thing which is uncomfortable for you. You may also feel pain. So if you actually feel the hard bony circle in front of your knee, the kneecap, and then you feel a little softer area above, that's the quadriceps tendon, you may notice a couple areas of pinpoint tenderness. And similarly on the patellar tendon, you might notice that as well. Now we see the patellar tendon rupture in younger patients, but it's also been termed jumper's knee. So you know, people that play volleyball, um, and sometimes even people that play racket sports where there's a lot of sudden starting and stopping can get tendonitis at these locations. Now, if you get tendonitis and you notice these symptoms, if you recognize them early enough and treat them early enough, usually you can get them to resolve quite quickly. So early initial treatment obviously is avoiding the thing which is causing the problem. So if it's an exercise, a weight, repetition, or any activity, you got to stop that activity. And then the other thing that you can do to reduce pain and inflammation, if it's not contraindicated in in you, would be using anti-inflammatory. So obviously, if you have stomach ulcers, kidney problems on a blood thinner, you should not use those, and you got to check with your healthcare provider. But for a lot of patients, we'll put them on a seven-day course of an over-the-counter or prescription anti-inflammatory. And the idea of ice. Ice typically is quite helpful for early injuries or tendonitis. And the other option with that is what we call contrast, where you can actually alternate between heat and ice. The idea or philosophy there is you put the ice on it to cool, soothe, reduce inflammation. And then when you, after doing that for a minute or so, put a heating pad on it or a warm compress. And the idea there is it increases blood flow, sort of flushing the system. And then you revert back to the ice. And you can alternate this on and off, a minute of ice, a minute of heat, a minute of ice, a minute of heat, back and forth a number of times throughout the day. And typically, if you have mild symptoms, early tendonitis, and you stop the offending activity, and you treat it with some ice and anti-inflammatories and rest, usually it goes away. Now, for people that have more symptoms, either more painful and these early things haven't helped, or their symptoms are so bad and have gotten so out of control they're having trouble walking, occasionally we'll do a period of immobilization. So what that is is a brace or what we call a knee immobilizer, which you can place on your knee, which keeps the leg straight. Because when you stand up and you walk with the leg straight in a brace, you're not loading that extensor mechanism or the tendon. So you're taking the pressure off of those things which are hurting. And then usually that with the ice and the anti-inflammatories and rest, the symptoms do go away. So if your recovery period is short, a lot of people feel better. They almost always make the mistake of getting back to their activity too soon, too fast. And then all the symptoms come crashing back. So you have to be aware of if you've had symptoms and you've gotten better is that you still want to make sure that after you get out of the brace and get back to normal activities that you can do that without having symptoms because you don't want to stop tennis, take a rest week, and then go to the store and find out just food shopping causes pain. You're obviously not ready to get back to playing tennis. However, Um, If you find that, okay, I can do my daily activities and now I can walk the dog and then maybe I still feel good, take a couple more weeks off, hit the ball with a friend, Um, you're getting back into sports slowly and you're less likely to re-aggravate symptoms. Ideally, you know, if you're on a bike, say for 30 minutes a day typically or an hour, you want to start back on that bike for 10 minutes. If you are walking five miles, you want to start back with a half mile walk. And again, test the waters to make sure that you don't flare these symptoms up again. Now, occasionally people can develop more chronic conditions. So either this comes and goes and comes and goes, or 
they sort of suffer through these symptoms for months and months and months, and you can develop something called tendinosis or even develop a partial tear. So this is a small tear of the tendon or a small defect that you can actually put your finger in, but it's not a complete tear or rupture, so you can still walk on it. Or there are microscopic changes that have occurred because it's become a chronic condition, and that will actually change the collagen fibers and where they are and where they function. And this may make it more likely to rupture in the future. So just know that if this is more than just a couple days of soreness, you know, getting in to see your healthcare provider or your orthopedic surgeon to really see what else is going on. Because if you can catch somebody early that has more significant problems and symptoms or even a partial tear, you may be able to treat it conservatively, meaning without surgery, versus if you wait and wait and wait. Occasionally, I've had people that have such severe tendinosis and or partial tears, and they've failed every conservative care option that we have to go in there and actually debride it, clean up all that debris, and try to repair that partial tear in the hopes that it prevents a complete rupture down the road. Uh, And that recovery is a long one. You know, if you have a complete rupture, it can be a nine-month recovery for a lot of people. Uh, Now, physical therapy, if you have tendinitis, isn't always necessary. They do have some other modalities, meaning things and tips and tricks and tools up their sleeve that they could use that you do not have at home or can't buy at a store. Um, But most people that have just a week or so of symptoms and get better with ice and anti-inflammatories don't require that. If you have a more prolonged course, severe symptoms, requiring a longer period of rest and immobility and immobilization, that's where a physical therapist may be helpful to make sure that you can re-strengthen the muscle and the tendon unit in a safe and kind of structured fashion to prevent these re-exacerbations of these symptoms. So I hope this answers some of the questions about that pain that you may have in front of your knee that's not necessarily kneecap arthritis, and it's not necessarily a complete rupture or a fall from a fracture, but this entity, what we call tendinitis, which can affect both the quadriceps tendon and the patellar tendon or patellar ligament. And most commonly, if your symptoms are mild, again, you treat it with rest, ice, anti-inflammatories. If the symptoms are worse, a period of immobilization and evaluation by your healthcare professional. And then hopefully that gets you back to your sport, back to your activities, back to your lifestyle, and getting you back to doing the things that you enjoy. So thank you for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.